Now it's time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. And Sally, wool prices are on the up. They are. Crossbred wool prices have climbed to the highest level in seven years, prompting calls for farmers to reset the time and money they put into clip preparation. In recent years, it has cost farmers more to shear their sheep than the wool was worth, and many skimped on wool shed quality related jobs to compensate. PGG Rights and Wool Sales Manager Dave Burridge says it's time for a total refocus. So the market signals is that there is demand coming from new uh, places of um, source as well, mainly from India, uh, has picked up a um, quite a percentage of the New Zealand crossbred wool club as well. And it's encouraging because uh, we've come from a low base and seeing a good steady rise. Um, and now at levels that we haven't seen for uh, in excess of seven years. So breaking new ground and it's, it's been the, the better prepared, better style, better colour, uh, white wools that have led the charge. And, you know, historically, we haven't seen such a price difference between the different styles of wool. So we see an advantage for wool growers to focus on, or not to lose focus, I guess, on preparing the wools to the best of their ability. Dave Burridge says the better wools are fetching 70 cents more per kilo than lesser prepared fleeces. Meanwhile, rural supplies company PGG Wrightson is warning of souring farmer sentiment as it forecasts lower operating earnings for the year. As you may have heard in the business news, the company has downgraded its operating earnings forecast for the year to June to around $52 million from its earlier estimate of around $60 million. Speaking at its annual shareholders meeting, PGG's Deputy Chair Sarah Brown says global economic uncertainty is having an impact on the rural sector. She says farmers and growers are operating in a challenging environment. We've seen the movement in dairy forecasts in recent months, along with soft demand for sheep meat. Demand in key markets has declined and China's economic recovery remains subdued. While some of the sector is recovering from last summer's cyclones, there's also concern about the potential for drought conditions in the coming months due to to El Nino weather patterns. These factors combine to hamper confidence and reinforce cautiousness as farmers and growers anticipate impacts on the profitability of their business operations. Sarah Brown says says in the longer term she expects conditions to improve as economies in key markets recover. To other news, a forestry company with radiata plantations in Tairawhiti is welcoming a review of forest management practices in the region. In the past five years, storms have resulted in forest debris damaging bridges, fences and farmland. The Forest Stewardship Council, which sets standards around responsible forest management worldwide, has ordered a Canadian expert to check out forestry practices here and to review the company which audits forest company operations. Ernst Law 1 says it's good the New Zealand-based auditing system is being reviewed. In a statement, the company says it has found the FSC audits to be thorough and the audit process conducted by the New Zealand auditor to be efficient. Ernst Law 1 says it It has been reviewing harvesting practices in Tairawhiti and will continue to improve using new technology and innovation. Despite the devastating impacts of Cyclone Gabriel, this year's apple exports set 
looks set to surpass last year. United Fresh has just released Fresh Facts, its report which details how different parts of the sector are doing. It notes the cyclone impacted around 45% of Hawke's Bay and Gisborne apple orchards right before harvest. However, in Hawke's Bay, just over half the region's orchards were not affected and were able to be picked, packed and exported successfully. United Fresh spokesperson Hans Mower says growers and scientists are still working to understand the full impact of the cyclone on apple orchards. But the important thing which comes across in Fresh Facts is that uh, our exports for apples in March, you know, the, the main harvest season, were actually larger than in previous years because we are not just growing apples in uh, Hawke's Bay, but also in Central Otago, in Nelson and in Gisborne and in the Waikato. So, yes, there was an impact with the cyclone, but um, it certainly didn't knock out the industry. The report also says there's been a drop in the area of squash planted. It says nearly 4,000 hectares have been planted this season. Normally between 6,000 and 6,500 hectares are planted. A Rotorua teenager says watching a rapidly growing wallaby population destroy his local forest spurred him to design a new trap. 14-year-old Cameron Moore designed the trap which uses artificial intelligence to catch wallabies, but not our precious native species in the Whakawerawera forest. And he won himself an award for his troubles. He told First Up how the trap works. All the components and stuff are built on a little box that's about the size of a wallaby's head. On the entrance of that box, there's pretty much a door. And, yeah, there's artificial intelligence and right now a big computer. Hope to move it in a smaller computer in the future. Artificial intelligence in a computer that has a camera and it tells a motor that's on the door when to open so the wallaby can stick its head in. Cameron Moore says he enjoyed making the trap and hopes to become an engineer. Meanwhile, in Australia, authorities in New South Wales are hoping to kill at least 87,000 feral pigs over the next eight months. The feral pig population has exploded after three years of high rainfall, putting native species, farms and the environment under pressure. Malcolm Stewart, who runs a 650-hectare conservation property in far north Victoria, told the ABC numbers have likely tripled. He says they've destroyed parts of his land, turning native scrubland into bare earth in only a few seasons. The state is set to put a dent in the population, with $13 million set aside for aerial shooting and grain baiting. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai, te rā.